Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Or uh, should I say ministering for God and ministering with God. Or serving for God or doing something for God and doing something with Him. There's a big difference. One will lead, and we'll see this, one leads to burnout, and one leads to great joy. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, I want to welcome all of you that are here this morning welcome you and welcome all of you that are joining us online wherever you are from all around the world whether you are watching at home or on the subway at work whether you're in the gym wherever you may be from all around the world uh, we just thank you so much for being a part of today's service the lord does have a rich word in store for you we thank you for tuning in. If this is your very first time with us, we want to invite you to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and so much more. And you can also find links to our podcast and just a variety of things. While you're on the website, click the contact button and let us hear from you. I would love to pray with you. I really would. So click the contact button and send us your prayer request. And uh, when you do that, I'll be praying for you personally. I'll be praying for you. And I'll also put you on the our Kingdom Inspirations newsletter when that comes out. It doesn't come out every week, but it comes out every so often. I believe it's going to come out. Uh, you receive the next one when you need it the most. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I'm thankful for you. And while you're on the website as well, if you feel the Lord tugging on your heart to give into the ministry, then do so. Just click the give button there. All right. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the last uh, few weeks uh, entitled Breaking Free. We're breaking free. We're breaking free from the invisible imprisonments of this world because it's not really possible for us to do all and be all that God wants us to be while we are held captive. So the Lord said for us to break free and he's doing that. He's giving us several words uh, that are allowing us to break free and grow higher and stronger in him. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, he also said that this would be our year to take it back. That, that is, we're going to take possession of the blessings that uh, he has in store for us. We're going to take it back. We're going to advance the Bible declares uh, there, and we see it there on our on our um, on our wall there, uh, the the scripture Matthew eleven twelve that the kingdom of God, rather the kingdom of heaven, suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. There are many things that the Father has laid up for you and I, and they're just not going to come to us. We're going to have to go and get those things. We're going to have to take it by force. So that means that some things will be uncomfortable, but you'll be so glad that you walked with the Lord. And that you uh, were able to advance in this time. So let's go ahead and get into today's message. Today's message, as the Lord gives it to me, is entitled All Choked Up. You don't want to be all choked up. You want to be free. All right, and that comes from Matthew, Matthew 13. Matthew 13, and we're going to read verses 19 through 23. Matthew 13, verses 19 through 23. A very familiar text of Scripture, so hang with me. Hang with me. I believe that you will receive the word that the, that the Father has uh, designated for you today. And this word is an answer. So listen, Matthew 13, and it says this. 
Matthew chapter 13, that is, verse 19 through 23, uh, the King James Version. It says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was uh, sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and Anon with joy receive it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but doeth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. Verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that receiveth, rather is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Verse 23, but he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understand it which also beareth fruit and bring forth some an hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So today we really want to just zoom in on, on uh, verse 22. Remember the Lord Jesus here is giving us a parable of those who receive the word. There are four types of four types of receivers, so to speak. There's one person who he talks about here, who, who hears the word, but, they really don't pay it any attention and it just sort of bounces off and they go out really having no experience with God. And then there's a person who hears the word and receives it with joy, but um, they soon neglect it when tribulation hits them, when some sort of heart trouble hits them. Uh, they may get receive this word about finances and about tithing and giving, but the moment they find the bill. They soon resist that word and that word, it just goes away. It's, it's, it's not going to work out for them. They simply reject it. It bounces off. But the, the, the third person here, we, we really want to concentrate on the third person that receives the word. Of course, the fourth person is the one who hears the word and understands it, gets it and produces fruit. Now, before we go into the third person, I want you to understand this. God sends a word as an answer to your prayer. God sends a word as an answer to your prayer. You've been praying about something and you need something. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need restoration. There's something that you need and there's something that you've been asking God for. Well, the Father often sends you an answer in seed form. You say, well, I need money. Well, he'll send you a money seed. He'll plant that word. If you receive it, it'll be planted in your heart and it will grow forth and produce opportunities. God's word is a seed and that seed, once it is planted in our hearts, produces fruit that will change our lives, that will answer the situation. So, so we've been praying. I can see someone uh, on their knees and they're praying. They're asking God, help me, help me, help me. Well, then the father says, now many times he may just do it himself, but then other times he wants to grow you and develop you. And he'll do that through the seed of the word. So you've been praying. I see this person praying and, and uh, God drops a word in their hearts. 
he drops a word. He tells them this, or it tells them to look at Isaiah, look at Matthew, or he may even tell you to go to church one day and hear a word, hear this message on YouTube, hear this podcast. It's a word that he sends you in seed form. Now, how we receive that word will determine whether or not we receive also the answer because the seed the seed is not the answer but it is the let me say it this way it is a fruit that comes up out of your heart that produces the answer does that make sense to you it is a seed like if i give you an apple seed well that apple seed is the beginning of it but you've got to plant it and when the harvest comes then you have a tree full of apples now you can eat you understand so the seed, in effect, it is the it is the answer, but we can also say it produces the answer once it is received in our heart. Amen. Got that? So you've been praying for something, you've been asking God for something, and he responds with a word. He responds with the seed. Again, how well you receive that and understand that, how well you allow that word to penetrate the soil of your heart, that will determine uh, the answer or rather the fulfillment of the blessing that will be in your life. All right. So we want to look at verse number uh, 22 uh, today as we speak from the subject of all choked up. Now, look at this person here. It says, he also that receiveth seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. They heard the word. Good hearted person heard the word and the cares, the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. The word becometh means that, hey, you were doing it, but then something stopped. You heard the word in church. You heard the word in the podcast or the video, what have you. You heard it. Man, you began to put the thing in practice. But the care of the world, care, care of the world, what does that mean? Worry. Worry cares of the world world worry about money worried about family worried about health finances just worry worry just worry something maybe something won't work out the way we think that it should the cares of this world or the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches Meaning that, you know, maybe the money will help me if I can just get enough money, if I can just get this other job, if I can just if I can just save up this amount, if I can just build my credit, if I can just do this, if I can just do that. The deceitfulness of riches. Now, all of these things, the worry, you can know how God just think about it. If the Lord puts a word in your heart, you here today. And the Lord puts a word in your heart and says, this is your answer. This is what I want you to go. This is what I want you to do. And we think about that for a little while, but then we hear the news about something else. Maybe someone else passed. Maybe something else about the virus. Something else about the weather. Something else. Someone else said this or someone else said that. Quickly, our attention has been turned from the word of God, from the answer that we've been calling for, has been turned from that. Now our thoughts begin to go to all of this worry. Now, all of a sudden, we can't sleep, we can't eat. It's on our mind constantly. And what's happening to the word that you receive is being choked. Now, now, all of a sudden, you heard the word that God would supply all, your, all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
But then there's an opportunity for you to work overtime and overtime and overtime and do this and do that and do this and do that and do this and do that. You think, if I can just pay this bill off, if I can just pay this off, if I can just get this, if I can just get that, then I'll be better. If I can just make this money, if I can do that, the deceitfulness of riches enters in and chokes the word. Now you're not really thinking about how God will supply your needs is how you can supply the need. You got me? And the Bible says this person becomes unfruitful. Unfruitful meaning you're, you're not moving forward. Life is not moving forward. You're just like life is on a treadmill. You're doing a lot of work, but you're not getting a lot of results, ending up simply in frustration, frustrated. I'm doing all of this work and nothing seems to be happening. I would say to you, first of all, check to see if you have received the seed of God's word. Have we, have we allowed that word to be choked? Now, what happens again? What happens? I want to break a lot of things down. What happens when the word is choked? Again, we, number one, it's we've allowed other thoughts to clutter and, and consume our thinking. We've allowed other, we begin to think about other things. You ever been in Bible study before or church service before? You're hearing the word. You, you know God is speaking. You believe, at least you believe he's speaking to you. But then again, here comes other thoughts. And you want, you want not to think about that, but you find yourself beginning to go in that direction anyway. You want to bring your mind back in, to bring it, ring it back in to think about this, think about the word, but something is pulling your attention to the left and to the right, and you may feel your mind being pulled in several, several directions. Well, if that is the case, please hear this, hear this prophetically. When that happens, I want you to begin to plead the blood of Jesus. Just say the blood of Jesus over my mind, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Just begin to focus on the blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And if you've been filled with God's spirit, begin then to pray in the spirit or pray with the spirit. Begin to do that at that moment. And you will find that those things that are pulling your mind will begin to begin to uh, release their hold. And you begin to focus again because the enemy wants to capture your attention. He wants to capture your thought life. Now, another another thing that happens when the word is choked is that we're trying to find another way, a better way, a faster way, an easier way, a less painful way. God says, here's your answer. Do this. Well, Lord, mm, there must be another way from, other than me giving up my money. There must be another way other than me forgiving. There must be another way. And when we search and seek for these things, we obviously we're not receiving the word wholeheartedly. And when we do that, that word is choked. That word is choked. Now, I want to give you four things today, four things that we can do in order to change this whole thing around and become fruitful. Because in order for your life to advance, in order for us to move forward, in order for us to fulfill the dreams that God has placed in our hearts, then we must be fruitful. Uh, living life on a treadmill or shadow boxing is not going to get us to where we need to be. You have dreams, you have visions, and many things that God has told you about in the past, we haven't seen them come to pass, and we think that, oh, maybe, maybe I'm too late for that, or maybe that's not supposed to happen for me. And we just sort of let those things die and let it go away. 
But the dreams that God has given you, the visions that he has shown you are for an appointed time. They're for an appointed time and God will bring you back to a place where, where you can hear his voice. And, and this message today is one of those times, it's one of those bus stops we can say, one of those flights that you can catch to take us over to fulfilled dreams, to being once again fruitful. So I pray that you hear this word. There are four things that we can do in order to get back on track because listen, you're not going to be late to your assignment. You're going to be right on time because the father is your case manager. <laughs> Let me say that he is your case manager and he is the one who is assigned to get you from point A to point B. Now we may, uh, we may decide to take a wrong road here, wrong there, but he has already calculated your wrong turns. He's already calculated your wrong decisions. He's already calculated your mistakes. And he built that into, built that into the time that it would take for you to get from A to B. Already calculated. He knows how many rest breaks you're going to have to have and all of that. How many bathroom trips you're going to have to have. How many food stops he's calculated. All of that in. And he knows what, how, he knows how much time it's going to take for you to get from here to there. So you will arrive on time. All you have to do is be yielded to him. Here are four things that will help you uh, receive the word of God so that you won't be choked. The first thing is, and we're going to talk about these today, the Lord willing, if we don't finish today, we'll pick it up on next week. First thing is we're going to have to repent. We're going to have to repent. Yeah. We have walked the wrong way. We've done the wrong thing. We're going to have to repent, repent from allowing, uh, repent for allowing the word of God to be choked. Repent for the worry. Anybody? I wonder Repent for all the worry. Repent for running after the money, thinking it can solve the problems. First of all, we're going to have to repent. Secondly, we're going to have to receive the word. Receive the word. Thirdly, we're going we're going to evaluate. Evaluate where we are. We're going to evaluate. And fourth, we're going to put God first. We're going to talk about that or, or allow him to have the preeminence. That's the big word for you. Allow him to have the preeminence in our lives. And last, we're going to wait on him. We're going to wait on him. You got me? So let's talk. Let's go to the book of James. We're going to go here. James tells us, James 1, verse 21 and 22. I love this. Uh, the New Living Translation, it says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly, humbly, King James says meekly, humbly accept the word, accept the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. Verse 22. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So first of all, we know we got to humbly receive that word. In other words, Father, you know better than I do. I have to admit, Father, you are smarter than I am. It doesn't seem right to me if they curse me that I bless them. But you know what's right. And I humbly receive your word. It doesn't seem right to me if they persecute me, treat me unfairly, that I should pray for them. That doesn't seem right to me, but I humbly receive your word. I, with meekness, I receive the engrafted word, which is able to save my soul. You got me? Have to humbly receive that word. And the word of God will often, if not always, go against your flesh. 
So we got to humbly receive God's word. Now, until we receive the word, I mean, really receive the word, we'll continue to be unfruitful. We'll continue to be that way. The word will remain choked. This is also what happens when Jesus is no longer the first, no longer in first place in our lives. Uh, we may have good motives and good intentions, but the results are still the same, unfruitful. And we're going to find really that there is a difference at serving or uh, should I say ministering for God and ministering with God or serving for God or doing something for God and doing something with him. There's a big difference. One will lead and we'll see this one leads to burnout and one leads to great joy. Are you serving with him or for him? There's a big difference. So let's go ahead and talk about evaluating your life. You're going to have to evaluate some things. Um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to stop. You're going to have to stop and take a step back and evaluate. You're going to have to ask yourself these questions. Number one, uh, what are, or rather, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? He said, my works are unfruitful. I'm doing a lot of stuff, but nothing's happening. I'm putting in a lot of effort, but nothing's happening. What am I doing? Ask the second thing, why am I doing it? Why am I doing this anyway? Ask the third question, where am I? Where am I? Where am I in life? Where's God put me? Am I in the right place? Where am I? And fourth, where am I going? What do I see the Lord taking me? Where am I going? Where am I going? And I love this last one here. Again, we said it before. Am I working for Christ or with him? And of course, the difference is, there's a difference. The difference is that one leads you to burnout and the other one leads you to great joy. Now, Jesus gets us straight, and we need to really understand this and get this into the very core of our being. And I pray you hear me, online community, and those that, those, those that are here now, because God wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be fruitful. If we're in a baseball game uh, and the gentleman is at the bat, the batter is up there. I mean, he has the bat in his hand and the pitcher throws the ball. You know that he is fruitful when he hits the ball. And how much, I mean, how fruitful he is, is determined by the amount of, by, by his timing and the amount of, the amount of power he puts behind the bat, right? behind the swing timing and power is everything so the lord not only wants you to get to first base he wants you to hit a home run because when you advance you advance all the others that are on the base too you get them all in you get the rbis and all of that sort of stuff when you do well other people around you will do well too so the lord wants you to be fruitful say with me the lord wants me to be fruitful so fruitful. Let's look at this because the Lord breaks it down to us how we can be fruitful. Uh, in John 15, John 15, verses 4 through 8. And it says here, the Lord says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. 
He says, verse five, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that beareth, rather he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth, what? Much fruit is by abiding in him and he is in us, right? It goes on, it goes on to say, for he says here, for without me, you can do nothing. Without me, ye can do nothing. Say, say that with me. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Now, that doesn't mean that you won't have any activity. Oh, the world has a lot of activity, and they're not talking about Jesus. But all of those activities are seen as nothing in the eyes of God. As seen as, seen as having no benefit. No benefit whatsoever. Now, if God says it's nothing... It's nothing. The Lord says, for without me, you can do nothing. He says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear what? much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, here's the danger. Here's the danger. The danger is this, is that we can lose sight of Christ while trying to do something right, trying to do something for God while trying to do, I mean, we're really working hard, trying to get it right, really trying to do it perfectly. We can start running and start running and running and run so far and so long. After a while, we're not under Christ's strength. We're under our own strength. And then we begin to do things the way we think are right. And we begin to take counsel with other people and, and stop, really stop depending upon the wisdom of God to lead us. There comes a point when we think, when we uh, some of the older folks used to say, we don't have any those in here, but some of the old folks used to say, you, you begin to smell yourself. When you begin to smell yourself, when you begin to get drunk in your own talents, in your own abilities, and you begin to say, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and we begin to take the gift of God, and we begin just to run with it. And after a while, we're, just, we're trying, we got the best motives, we got the right intentions. We're trying to do it for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord. But he's no longer in sight, no longer in view. And we can get so far out, so far out there trying to do the right thing that we, we don't know how to get back. Now, the only way that we can realize that we are lost is when you see these warning signs. There are about seven warning signs that, will, that may just tell you that you have gone too far. Seven warning signs are number one, constant frustration. You are so frustrated. That treadmill, I'm doing so much, I'm doing so much, but I'm not getting anything back. I'm so, uh, constant frustration. The second thing is anger or fits of rage. You find yourself angry all the time, angry. You can't, they won't do it right. They won't do it right, angry. We've gone too far. Third, depression. <laughs> I just can't get it right. Fourth, worry, constant worry. Five, fatigue. You feel tired all the time. 
Six, lack of focus. Seven, just begin to be weary. I'm just tired of it all. I'm just tired of it all. All of these are signs or indications that we have gone too far. So we have to go back, like we said before, we have to stop, just stop and evaluate. Where, where am I? What am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? Bless you. Why, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Where am I going? Stop. Just stop. Just stop. If we find these warning signs or maybe you're walking in the correct direction. But here's the problem here. But you fail. You fail to rest and relax regularly. You do not take any personal time to build up yourself. Now, here are six areas of growth that we need to pay attention to. One, pray. We don't we stop having that prayer time because we're so busy. Now, this prayer time, of course, of course, includes praying in the spirit and praying with the spirit Two, we stop reading and studying. Now, of course, this is biblical. You read it, you're reading your Bible, of course, but there should be also some time for you to educate yourself, educate yourself. Three, we stop exercising, doing some sort of exercise. That's for your personal growth and development. Four, we stop, we stop reflection. Four is reflection. We stop reflecting on the day. What happened? We just keep running and running and running and running until we get tired and then we just pass out. Five, we, we stop having fun. We stop having fun. We don't do any more fun activities. We don't laugh as much anymore. Now, again, you may be running in the right direction, doing exactly what the Lord Jesus told you to do. But if we stop doing these things, we won't be really living too much. And the sixth thing, having new experiences. When is the last time you went somewhere you haven't gone before or you, or you did something that you haven't done before? Is it just always the same, old, same, old? Now, what I'm telling you, of course, the Lord has told me. So I pray if it hits you, have as much as it hit me. You got some sore toes uh, this morning. But the Lord is getting us back on track to being fruitful. Say with me, I thank you, Father, that I'm becoming fruitful. Now, keep in mind, keep this in mind. If Jesus is not in front of you, if, if he's not in view of you, rather, if, if you don't see him, if he's not in front of you, if you don't see him, then who are you following? If he's not in front of you, then who are we following? Now, the word of God says it very plainly in Exodus, the 20th chapter, verse number three, Exodus 20, verse three. It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So you're not following God. Then who are we following? We're following self. We're following pride, ambition. Are we following the numbers? Are we following trends? Are we following the world? What are we following? What are we going after? If we're not going after Christ, then what are we going after? Are we going after the promotion? Are we going after fame? Are we going after uh, making people know that we are somebody? Now they're going to know that I am somebody. What are we following? What are we pursuing if we're not pursuing Christ? The Lord Jesus says here in Matthew 6, verse 24, very familiar once again, he says, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve or ye cannot serve God and mammon. We cannot do this. 
So Jesus simply says, you can't do life without him. We need to receive that. I can't do life without him. So when things look great, when you got the money rolling in, got the success rolling in, remember what the Lord says, don't forget me because you can't do this without me. There's a great danger, two times there's great danger. One, when things are going very well. Second, when things are going very poorly. In both of those extremes, we have a tendency to do something wrong. You think you're invincible when everything is going well, so hey, let me do something. Oh, when things are going very bad, oh, let me do something. In both extremes, we need the Lord. Jesus said you can't do life without him. Now, he may move slowly to us. And my God, Lord, I'm sorry. It does seem like he moves slowly sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we want our answer. We want the answer now. And it seems like, Lord, it seems like you're moving so slow. I want you to get, But listen, don't try to go out in front of him. Don't try to go out in front of him. Israel tried to do that. And we're going to read this. We're going to read this a little bit here. Do a little bit of reading. I want you to hear how Israel tried to go out in front of them. Remember, they all went to the promised land, edge of the promised land, and, and, the, and the spies, uh, Joshua, Caleb, and the, and the ten spies, they both went, all went over there to the promised land, and they got over there, and they came back, and the, Joshua and Caleb said, hey, we can, do this, we can do this, we can take this land, let's go up at once, but the other spies, the ten spies said, no, we can't do that, no, those folk over there are too big, they got giants over there, and we're just look, look, we just look like grasshoppers in their sight, we can't do it. And so they brought an, e an evil report back to uh, God's people, back to Israel. And because of that, the people received that word. And God said, no, no, okay, since y'all didn't believe me, y'all going to have to go in circles now. We're going to pick up on this thought here in Deuteronomy, uh, the first chapter, verse 34. We're going to read verse 34 through 46. Listen to what the people of God did and make sure that you are not doing this. The, again, Deuteronomy, the first chapter, verse 34 through uh, 46, and it says this. And the Lord heard the voice of your words and was wroth and swear, saying, surely there shall not one of these men of this evil generation see the good land which I swear to give unto your fathers, save Caleb, the son of Jephunai, Jephunneh. Uh, he shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children, because he hath wholly followed the Lord. Verse 37, also the Lord was angry with me. Now Moses, of course, is speaking. Also the Lord was angry with me for your sake, saying, Thou also shalt not go in thither. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, which ye said should be a prey. You said the enemy going to kill them, mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Your little ones that you said should be a prey, that's P-R-E-Y, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. 
But as for you, turn you and take your journey into the wilderness by the, by the way of the Red Sea. Then ye answered, oh, now here come the people. God has said his, God has said something, right? Now the people are about to get, about to answer. Surely they're about to say, Lord, you're right. All right, we're going to do what you said. Mm -mm. Let's look at verse 41. Then ye answered and said unto me, we have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight according to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And when ye had girded on your one more time. And when ye had girded on every man his weapons of war, ye were ready to go up into the hill. All right, you put on your armor, you ready to go. Now, God already told you to go up before, but you said, no, you can't do it. Now you decide to go up anyway? Okay, let's go on. And the Lord said unto me, say unto them, go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you. Lest ye be smitten before your enemies. So I spake to you, and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the command of the Lord and went presumptuously up into the hill. Verse 44, and the Amorites, which dwell in that mountain, came out against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you in Zir, uh, rather than Sir, uh, even unto Hormah. And ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear unto you. So ye abode in Kadesh many days, according, according unto the days that ye abode there. He said, you did it anyway. I told you not to go. And those people chase you out of that place like bees were chasing you. You seen anybody being chased by bees? Have you ever been chased by bees? Hornets and all that, you're running from them? I have. I tried to trim a bush one time over at the food bank property, trimming a bush, and I did not see this big nest, those big hornet nests inside the bush. They came out, and one stung me, and all of them started, and I ran, buddy, I ran. I ran. <laughs> and I took off. That's the only way I was able to get out of that. Praise the Lord. Then I came back with superior weaponry. <laughs> and I won. Praise the Lord. But you got what I'm saying. They, they went in presumptuously saying, hey, we're going to go anyway. We got it. We got our weapons. We got our sword. We can handle this. God said, I'm not with you. Don't go over there. And they ran out. Why? Because he wasn't with them. Now, here's a warning I want you to remember here. Remember this warning. Look at Matthew 7. I believe we begin to close here. We won't get to all these points today. We'll have to pick up on these next time. Because God wants you to be fruitful. Say with me, God wants me to be fruitful and to bear much fruit. Now, hear this. We've been talking about just trying to do the right thing. Just trying to do the right thing. You're going out in your own strength. You got your sword. You got your talent. You got your ability. You say, I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to do this. And we stop praying. We stop seeking God. Remember, the Lord says, stop, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop, just stop, and evaluate where you are. What are you doing? Where are you going? If you're not seeing any fruit, 
If you just feel like you're on a treadmill of life, just running, 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 nothing seems to be happening. You keep going up to the plate to bat, and you cannot hit a ball. You just keep striking out. Stop. Stop. Remember this warning here the Lord gives us in Matthew 7. Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23. The Lord says here, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven, many, the Lord said, many, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name hath cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. Didn't I do it, Lord, for you? I did it. I did it. Then verse 23 and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Depart from me, I, I don't know you. Yeah, you did all this stuff, but you, I, I don't know you. I never did. Are you hearing? That's the danger of doing things for God, but not with him. We can run off for so long. Again, remember those warning signs. Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you depressed? Are you worried? Are you fatigued all the time? Do you find these fits of, fits of rage or anger? Do you remember those warning signs? If, we, if you're running and running and running, you're putting out a lot of energy, but you don't get anything back. It's time to take an inventory. Time to stop. Time to stop. Are you hearing it's going just a little bit further, then we're going to close out. So the second thing is we're going to have to, or maybe the third, we're going to have to seek the Lord. We're going to have to seek the Lord. We've got to seek him first. Got to seek him first. Of course, we're going to have to go to Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, because God wants to add them unto you. We're running after them, trying to get them, chasing after success. God says, just come to me first. Come to me. I want to add it to you. I want to give it to you. He just says, come to him first. Come to him and he'll make a way for you to get it, to receive it. But you have to go through him. And I love Psalm 27, verse 14. Psalm 27, verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on him. Don't just run out. Wait on him. Don't just run out. And yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop here because I, I love this, this next case. David, when King David uh, was out fighting with his mighty men of war, just trying to do what the Lord told him to do. That's all. He came back to his camp there in um, there in first Samuel 30th chapter. He came back to the camp and, you know, when he got back with his mighty fighting men, their families were kidnapped. Another army came in and stole away their wives and their their children and all that they had. So when the men got there, they just all cried. Where are my families? Where do they go? Can you imagine that sort of pain? 
You're out there just trying to do what God wants you to do, just trying to do your best. And when you get back, everything is gone. The devil has come in and taken everything away. What are we going to do? What did David do? Did he immediately, immediately just go running out and say, hey, they're not here. Let's go get them. What did David do? Let's look at this in uh, 2 Samuel, verse 6, 7, and 8. Or rather, 1 Samuel, 30th chapter, 6, 7, and 8. You can read the entire chapter when you get home, the entire account, but I want to pull these out to you. Verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Those men wanted to kill David. They blamed him. Again, and David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Look at verse 7. And David said to Abathar the priest, uh, Ishmael's son, Himelech's son, Thank you, Lord. He said, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. So they brought the ephod to him. And of course, the ephod was, the, was the, uh, the breastplate of the priest. It had all the jewels on it. And they would ask God a question, and the way the light would shine through it, that's how they knew that, uh, that's how the Lord would communicate with, with David many times through that ephod. Look at verse number eight. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? What a question is that? Shall I go and get my family back? Shall I do it, Lord? Talk about a man's heart that submitted to God. I hope no other people, no other men heard that question. What Man, pick up your rock. Shall, shall we go get him? Shall we go? What? Look at, heart, look at David's heart. Lord, he said here, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue. The Lord answered, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all. You'll get it all back. David waited. David inquired of the Lord. He didn't just go out there and start running. But David was a mighty man of war. He could fight, and all these people, they could fight. Why didn't they just go run out? But where would they run? God sent them as they pursued. God sent them another a slave that came from that uh, enemy army, and he told him everything. Told him everything. That wouldn't have happened if David had not sought the Lord. So again, we can go running off and do a lot of stuff, just go running off. And we go run off in the wrong direction and still have end up with nothing. What I'm saying to you today, what the Spirit, I believe, is saying for us, he wants us to be fruitful, but we're going to have to stop and evaluate. Stop, realize where we are. We're going to have to repent, call upon the name of the Lord. We're going to have to seek God first. And, and the other things that we talked about here today, and in doing these things, we will become fruitful. And you'll hit that ball out of the park, home run, home run, grand slam. And the wheels will begin to turn and life will begin to move forward. So I'll be praying with you this week. 
I'll be praying with you this week and all of you that are listening and watching right now, I'll be praying with you as well that your life will become more fruitful, that you would bear much fruit to the glory of God because that's how God is glorified when you bear much fruit. So when you get a chance, hear this message again and hear it again. Go over these scriptures. Get the word of God in you so that you may develop much fruit to the glory of God the Father. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this day and, and for the wonderful things that you've given unto us and that you've spoken unto us. Lord, I pray that, that, you would, that your grace will be mighty upon us and that we will be fruitful in every good work that you've called us to do. Lord, I pray for your grace to stop, your grace to stop and to evaluate. Lord, I pray for your grace to hear your voice and follow what you say. If we need to stop something, shut something completely down, then Father, I pray for the grace that will and for the courage to stop it and shut it completely down. But if we need to do more of the other, then Father, I pray for the grace to do that too. Lord, we just want you to be glorified in all that we do. We're tired of running in circles. We're tired of the treadmills. We're tired of being frustrated, aggravated, stressed. We want to see results. We want to see some fruit. Jesus, you said without you, we can't do anything. So, Lord, we're going to try with you now. Help us to work with you. We ask you this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If this message has really richly, richly blessed you, then leave us a comment in the description area below. You can you can do not description area, but the comment area below. You can do that or just simply go to our website at kingdomrock.org. Click on the contact button there and we'll be glad to um, uh, answer back to you and send us your prayer requests as well. We love you guys and we will see you again on next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.